Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi everyone, this is Tara with The Mom Manual. I am so excited to have Allison, CEO of First Candle, come on today and talk to us about how to save your baby's life. Allison, welcome to The Mom Manual. Tara, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I think most people know who you are, but if they don't, can you quickly share your story of how you became the CEO of First Candle? Well, you are very kind. Um, so First Candle is a 40-year nonprofit organization. I did not start it, but in 1997, my first son died of sudden infant death syndrome. And right then and there, I became committed to trying to save babies' lives. So no one went through the heartache and the grief I did. So sat on the board of directors for six years, went on to have three more children, and then came back about five years ago as CEO. Such an amazing story. And we actually, Allison had written a blog post of her entire um, story with her son and how she came into this role on her website. It is so beautifully written. So definitely um, check that out. But today, Allison is going to share with us some just incredible tips on um, how to save your baby's life. So Allison, if we want to dive right in, what is our, our first tip for everyone who's listening? Well, the most important thing in October is Safe Sleep Awareness Month. And that's what we're talking about. Safe sleep for your babies. Have your baby in the same room with you for up to the first year, but not in the bed. And keep all soft, fluffy pillows, stuffed animals, blankets, fluffy bumpers all away and make sure that it's not a soft surface. And you know, that could be different for everybody. But what I say is if you place your hand down on the mattress and lift it up, if it leaves an indentation, it's too soft. Yeah. So I think before we thought of water beds, which I don't think happen anymore, but I mean, we, there's a lot of new mattresses on the market that are those Tempur-Pedic kind of right. um, squishy, super yep. comfortable for adults, but not safe for baby. You know, Allison, one thing I've, I have seen on the AAP guidelines, this share a room, but not a bed. I never quite understood that. Why does it matter if the baby is actually in your room versus their room? Why is that a recommendation? One of the great common denominators for all of us as moms is exhaustion, right? We're all exhausted. And for any given reason, a baby's going to be in bed with you probably at some point in the evening. In fact, 79% of babies are in an adult bed at some point during the evening, whether it's for nursing, you're just simply exhausted. But here's the thing, just like cars were made for adults and that's why there's car seats for babies, adult beds were not made with babies in mind. 
And that's why there's dangers. And I know many parents say, well, I'm never going to roll over on my baby. I get that. But the thing is, even babies as young as six weeks can start scooting up near the pillow or can scoot under the blankets. And unfortunately, we've seen so many babies who have died actually while mom is breastfeeding or they've been exhausted and they're right up next to them. So that's why we say room share, not bed share. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I think we, I I have four children and I was just always super afraid of this and we were, you know, followed everything to the T, but there was one night where I room shared and my daughter was in a bassinet next to me and I brought her into breastfeed and I fell asleep and, and I woke up and I don't know if it was minutes later, if it was 10 minutes or I fell asleep for 30 seconds, I don't know, but I became awake and her head was under a pillow on my bed. And it was one of the scariest moments of my life. You know, I ripped the pillow up and remember I was crying and it just, it was, it was horrifying because she was so tiny that it was, you know, she's in your arms and you think that that's that. Allison, what do you say to the parent that says, you know, I want to co-sleep. I believe that's a bonding experience. I maybe work full time and I don't have other times to cuddle my baby. What is that? Is that a hard no? Or do you have guidance for those parents? You know, and and this is something that we, I have become very, um, very adamant about is that we don't blame and shame. We don't judge every family. Everything is right for a family. And I can tell you what's safest, which is never having baby in bed with you. But I know realistically, 79% of the most babies, like I said, are in bed and not every mom is going to listen. And so we're talking about how to make it safer. So if you are committed to having that baby in bed, at least Think about some ways to make it safer. Like you said, not the memory foam or the pillow top, a really firm mattress, rather than having a big pillow, like you said, something very, very thin, instead of comforters, blankets, just a sheet. And again, we are not advocating for that, but if that baby's going to be in bed with you, here's how you can make it a little safer. Yeah, safer. I like that. Um, and then what about actually in the nursery? I, I, I know what your answer is going to be <laughs> Bear bear is best, uh, back is best, but how do you, you know, for the parent that's like, I'm a first time mom, I don't know how, what, what do I have in my nursery? There's all these gadgets. There's things that attach to the crib. Are we doing bumpers? Are we not like, can you give us kind of an overview of what that safe sleep space and nursery as a whole, what elements they should have? Yeah. And what we talk about is decorating around the nursery, not in the crib. So if you do get a beautiful blanket that was quilted by grandma, hang it on the wall or put it over something else. So we do say keep that crib bare. Make sure it's not near any cord blinds or anything that can entrap the baby or cause strangulation. Don't have it close to a heater. And that's the other thing. You don't want to overheat the baby. You know, unfortunately, we, we grew up with our grandparents saying, bundle the baby up. You yeah. really don't need to. It needs to be just one more layer than we have. And it's layering, not, you know, not too heavy an item. So that's what we always say, you know, make the environment beautiful, but just keep that crib itself bare. And that does include fluffy bumpers. Yeah. And those are, those aren't even sold anymore. The bumpers, right? Uh, we're working on getting them banned throughout, uh, but it's still coming state by state. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've seen them. I, I do remember um, that was such a, you know, my kids are now um, eight, eight, nine, six, and three. And with my three-year-olds, I remember looking for bumpers and I couldn't find them anywhere. But with yeah. the other kids, I had these beautiful and gorgeous. And I actually yeah. remember thinking if we, if I don't have a crib bumper, they're unsafe because they're going to bang their head. That's what right. I they get injured. But that's just not something we're seeing now that crib bumpers are removed. No, it's, it's really not. And, you know, I do want to distinguish between the fluffy bumpers and mesh liners. If somebody's worried about that, a mesh liner is not a fluffy, fluffy bumper. That's fine. Um, there is another myth I really want to address. And we've heard this so much that, you know, if your baby, people put their babies on their stomach because they're afraid they're going to aspirate. The reality is just the opposite. And I don't want to get too technical here, but you, you, we all have two pipes in our throat. One is kind of the windpipe and one is the food pipe. And it's actually the opposite. If your baby's on his or her back, if they swallow, chances are they're going to turn their head side to side and spit up. But if not, it's just going to go back down into their stomach. Whereas if they're on their stomach, they're actually going to try to turn their head and that's what could put their head right down into the mattress. And it's also the airway where it could go down to their airway. So it's actually the opposite of what we were always told by our parents. That is such a good point. I remember one of my, I think my, it was my second daughter. She had a little bit of acid reflux and we, now my kids are born in the time where back is best. And that is what the pediatricians were telling us. Um, but what we did put in, and I think this isn't allowed anymore either, was the positioner, the like right. um, triangle looking thing. I put right. it on her sheet and right. I thought by having her elevated, still on her back, but elevated, um, that would be best for her. I did remember seeing like she kind of felt she'd like twist off of it, just kind of fall down almost in a way. Um, can you speak to those? Those are totally out. Right. Those are out now too. no positioners, nothing, only flat. Um, and so, yeah, that that was something I did the same thing. If, you know, they had a little cold or were congested, you, you know, said roll up a blanket and put it under the mattress. But no, no more. It's all flat and firm. And that that really leads us to the second point that you had flat and firm. And this leads us into outside of the crib, other sleeping um, environments. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know, you know, from having four kids as I did, the, the old adage, let sleeping babies lie. And it's so true. I remember driving around with my son, waiting till he fell asleep and then you know, carrying him in the carrier and putting him down on the floor. Care, it is not safe for babies to stay sleeping in their carriers or a car seat. And that's because no incline sleeper is meant for sleeping. And because think about it, their head can fall down and it could obstruct their airway and constrict their airway. And people always ask me, well, Allison, what do you do when a, car, a, kid, a baby's in a car seat? You know, you want to take a break. You really don't want that baby even sleeping in the car for longer than 30 minutes or so. Take them out, wake them up. But especially when you come inside from being out, if they're in the carrier, take them out, place them down in their crib or bassinet or what have you. And we did see the rock and play sleepers. They were recalled, but inclined items are not meant for sleeping. So would you say to someone who's on a road trip or a long drive, like if their baby is just full on asleep in the car, you should actually wake them up and not, okay. 
Yeah. It's horrible to say, but think about if you were nursing, right? You, you'd stop and let them nurse and think about yourself. Sometimes you want to get out and stretch. It's the same thing with a baby. And there is no, I hate to say it, but there's no hard and fast time. So that's why I say, you know, 45 minutes or so, get them out, wake them up, put them back in. I know it's horrible, but honestly, you'd rather have a crying baby than the alternative. No, absolutely. And I can think of so many times with my kids that they look like their neck is broken, right? Yeah. Like literally broken in the car seats. Yeah. But I, I definitely, um, I don't even want to say I've been guilty because I just didn't know. And right. I love so much of what you do at First Candle is this education. And as a mom with four kids and somebody who is in the safe sleep space, there are things like falling asleep in the car that even I didn't know. Um, I, I, I just think we're, I don't know how to get more education across to people, but it's definitely lacking. And at Dreamline Baby now having, a, you know, a sleep-based company, we have so many parents reaching out, asking for advice on unusual things that to me seems like an obvious no, but they're asking, can I do this? Is it okay if I do that? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I, I just, I love what you guys are doing. You well, know, <laughs> thank you. And, and you know what I think it is, Tara is parents are desperate. You know, when you are exhausted, when you're working, you're going to do anything you can to get that baby to sleep. And they're going to try different things. Here's something that's, you know, very, um, very disturbing is, you know, especially if you've been working, like you said, if you haven't seen your baby, you want to have that time and you're tempted to bring that baby and sleep on the couch and let that baby lay on your chest. Unfortunately, we've seen so many deaths with babies laying on somebody's chest, they fall asleep, baby falls asleep and either rolls into the cushions or just suffocates on mom or dad's chest. And so if you feel tired, first put your baby down. Yeah, yeah. And Allison, not to you know bring up, I, I don't, this could be a trigger for anyone who's listening, but you know, is there specific places that are a high incidence of those SIDS occurrences? First of all, I, I think this is very important. And that's why we now call it Safe Sleep Awareness Month rather than SIDS. Okay. SIDS still really is after a medical examiner postmortem diagnosis, they haven't been able to find anything. Hmm. The reality is a lot. I would say the vast majority have some unsafe sleep element to them and they are indeed accidental suffocation, but I want to say accidental. And so over 71% of babies who have been found causing succumb to suicide are either in an adult bed or in a area where there was a stuffed animal, a blanket or a, a pillow or something like that. And so that is the reality. The good news is there are things we can do to prevent it now. That's incredible news. Yeah, absolutely. So really it's in mom and dad's bed and then just having other things in the crib. Those are kind yes. of things to do. Uh, you know, that's actually really good to hear because this is, I feel this way too, with like water safety, you know, my son, he's three and a half and he's still not swimming. We have a swimming pool at our home. And when we moved in, we had what they call a baby gate installed. And I was like, Oh, it's so ugly. It doesn't look good. Like it's really an eye. It's truly nice for, I know <laughs> the installer looked at me right in the eye. And he said, would you rather look at that? Or your baby in a coffin. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, if you put it that way, then like put the baby gate in. But exactly. I think, I think so much of this relates to the same where it's like, would you rather get 10 more minutes of sleep 
and bring your baby in your bed? Or would you, you know, and it's a very harsh thing to say, but I I think the good news about what you just mentioned is that there really are only two places. So that alleviates some of that as new moms, we're all nervous. We're all anxious, but it alleviates some of that. Okay. Kids aren't dying in car seats all the time. They're not dying in a, you know, a swing all the time. Like I'm having nerves of all these places. Just let's really focus on these two. So that brings me into the the swing though. That's something we always use the Fisher price, that swing, back and forth. We love the motion. There is an incline. So is that also an unsafe sleep environment? Exactly. All of these items are for when babies awake. There are products that have been recalled and the reality is they they are not meant for sleep, but parents are allowing their babies to sleep on them. And you really need to follow the manufacturer's instructions and use products the way they were intended. Yeah. And that actually brings us to our third tip, know your products and how to use them. Can you walk through there? There have been some big recalls lately. Can you tell parents who maybe missed those, what those recalls were? The biggest one was the newborn lounger. And again, lounging is a tricky word. Some people as husbands think they're on their lounger and falling asleep, but a lounger is meant to relax, not to sleep. And so I don't want anyone to think it's an unsafe product because of what it is, but it is an unsafe product if you're not following the manufacturer's instructions on how to use it. And so I think it's very important that parents understand that. And so when we talk about the lounger, we can say the name, Fisher Price Rock and Play. So the Fisher Price Rock and Play was a different situation. Okay. Okay. Um, I I will say this. I had a problem with the name because it had the name sleeper in it. Okay. So you got the name sleeper in it. Of course, a parent's going to think to allow the baby to sleep in it. (laughs) That was a big problem, right? Babies were, again, babies were dying in this because they were sleeping in it and their head was falling down or to the side because it wasn't firm and flat. The boppy newborn lounger didn't have the name lounge, you know, sleep in it. It was never intended for a baby to sleep in it. But unfortunately it was recalled because that's what parents were allowing. And I can tell you, I've got a lot of moms, friends who are like, I love my lounger. It allowed me to go to the bathroom and have the baby next to me or cut. You know, you never want to allow your baby to sleep in an area where you're not there unless it is firm and flat with nothing in that environment. Those are two major big brands, well-recognized, I would say staples on a registry yes. that have been out for a good amount of time. Yep. But I think with these products, this has been years of deaths, right? This is, yes. it's not like, oh, it's been out for 10 years and now all of a sudden kids are dying right. like Correct. The, out the gate. So Correct. if we look at these two products, you know, for the parent who's listening, that's like, oh my gosh, I have a Bobby lounger. Right. Like, what, what does a recall mean? And what do they do? Like, what does that really mean? Right. Well, and there's a little couple of technical things. And first of all, I want to assure your community that it's not the Bobby pillow because God loves the Bobby nursing pillow. That has been tremendous. It's the Bobby lounger. Okay. So difference there. Um, and so with the recall of both of those, it's don't use them anymore. Do not use them anymore, period. Um, And I think that's one of the greatest challenges is even when parents are told don't use them, you can still find these items on Craigslist, on tag sales, and you will find groups where they're saying, well, I know it's been recalled, but it was great for my baby. And so it's not, (laughs) it really isn't. 
But recalls are a challenging thing. And, you know, I, I do want to assure, I work with these manufacturers all the time. They are intent on keeping babies safe. They're not out there making products that are unsafe. But again, user error, whatever it is. And it takes a long time to get a product recalled. It has to go through the Consumer Product Safety Commission. They have to investigate. It takes a very long time for a recall to occur. Yeah. And then if, if somebody has like a rock and play, for example, yeah. do they call Fisher Price or how do they? They can send it back. They can throw it out. Got it. Okay. Okay. One thing I would say, and this is a little bit out of the realm, but it's really important is, you know, car seats have an expiration date too. And you really should never use a car seat if you shouldn't buy it on tax sale. You shouldn't do it if you if you don't know where it came from, because it could have been in an accident and it could compromise its integrity. And if you're done with a car seat, if it's reached its expiration, you should clip the latches so no one can use it again. Mm, and I have seen programs at Target and other places where they do, yes, uh, you donate or give it whatever yep. back donate. I don't know what they consider it. And then you get like a 20% off coupon. Yeah. One thing, this is another just random side note. I was rare ended one time and it was a very minimal fender bender, I would say. But my insurance company, one of the things they asked me was, did you have any car seats in the car? And at the time I had three kids in car seats and those very expensive Deanna ones. And I said, yes, I had three, the kids weren't in them. And they said, we're sending you a replacement. So if you are in an accident, most times your insurance company, even if the car seat is not damaged, they still recommend and they will pay for it. So I thought that was really neat. So some fun tips on car seats. Allison, are there any other like really well-known products that if anyone's listening that have been either recalled or just like crib bumpers that people shouldn't be using? Is, is there any other things that you could think of that sometimes people mistake as safe? Uh, you know, I really can't think of any except one that that really makes me nervous. And I don't even remember the manufacturer, but it's the elephant. You've seen the pictures on Instagram where it's almost like going around the baby's head and they sleep with it. And I don't remember the name of it, but you know, one of the things that, that is very challenging is we all love the cute baby pictures on Instagram and Facebook and everything, but a picture is a thousand words, as they say, and it's very influential. And I know we love getting these cute baby pictures on rugs and everything, but we have to flood the, the, the social media sites with safe images of baby. And especially in October, it's kind of a whole thing safe. You hashtag safe sleep snap, SNAP, to really show everybody what a safe sleep environment looks like. Because we need to get this to be as ubiquitous as using a car seat in a car. You know, there were years when people wouldn't think of it. Now you couldn't imagine having your baby not in a car seat. That's what it needs to get to to be safe That's sleep. So obvious. No, and I love that. And Dream on Baby is one of the first candle safe sleep guardians. And, you know, in fact, we actually just had a photo shoot with our beautiful new colors. Uh, and there was a bunch of photos of a baby in a bassinet with a lounger type thing in there. And they are beautiful. And it is very, and the team, you know, brought them and they said, this is going to be on the, the our yeah. and I was like, you guys, yeah. Hey. We can't yeah. show that. Yeah. Like, how is that in a third of our photo shoot? And they were like, oh my gosh. You know, and so that's like our commitment as a company that we throw away a third of our photo shoot because 
there is a parent who will see that and go, that's right. beautiful. And I want to put my baby in that beautiful Moses basket with this, you know, insert pillow looking thing. Yeah. Um, because it looks so pretty and exactly it, it, yeah, I, I do think we have to on Instagram. I mean, we are dedicated to that as a company. I know most of the baby brands are, I mean, we're all here for the same reason, right? Yeah. Is to get your baby to sleep safely. And, and that's such a big part of my company dream on baby. Why I created something that's weighted because, you know, people are layering blankets on their babies to get that extra weight. They're co-sleeping to get that extra weight. And now they can be in their crib on their own in a wearable garment that cannot come on their face. You know, so safety to me is paramount. I mean, it is the most important thing we do. And, and, and I, I would say pretty much every manufacturer I can't imagine doesn't have the same, you know, lens we do. Um, but it is what we show on social media and same thing, you know, when we work with influencers, we tell them very specifically here is if we're going to collaborate with you and we will not collaborate with influencers who are constantly showing unsafe sleep things, because I, I agree, Allison, everything, it looks cute with, you have the blanket and you have, you know, the splash of color, and then you have the stuffed animal and it's this beautiful image, but somebody is going to look at that and not realize it's just for a photo. And they're going to think I can do that too. And, you know, it's really interesting. There's also the perception. We did a series of focus groups um, end of last year, beginning of this year with parents and dads. And especially with dads, one of the reasons they said their baby's in bed with them is they felt like they were abandoning their child if they took them out of the the family bed and the adult bed. And so we started new social media channels, Safer Sleep for babies on Instagram and Facebook with the tagline, safe sleep is love. Oh, I love that. Because we want people to know that putting your baby in a safe sleep zone is not abandoning them. Safe sleep is the utmost way of showing love. Putting your baby down when you're tired is showing love. It's, it's, the, it's the best demonstration of love. So we really want to normalize safe sleep. We want parents to understand putting your baby away from you is not abandoning them. It is making them safe. I love that. I think you just hit that on the head. Absolutely. I, I remember when our kids were little, I, I did. I felt like I'm putting them in their room. They're so far from me. I don't care about them. I'm abandoning them. I'm prioritizing my own sleep but you are prioritizing safety. I love that, Allison. Can you tell everyone a little more about, you started this new social media channel, which I love. I'm like liking, commenting every picture. Thank you. Um, And tell us a little bit about what they can find on the website versus what they can find on your new social media channel and why you're kind of adding this extra layer for First Candle. Sure. Well, so First Candle, we have really two pillars. We have education and outreach, and we also have bereavement support, because I can tell you as a bereaved mom from 23 years ago, there's still times that I need support, whether it's a holiday or something like that. So we will never, ever, ever abandon those families who have lost a baby. But on the same token, they don't necessarily want to be on our site seeing new moms and things like that. Um, And the other way around as well. So on, on the Safer Sleep for Babies channel, you will see tips on safe sleep, some of the little did you knows. We are also now doing in community um, health and wellness, let's talk chats. Because we feel like, especially in many communities, 
um, families can't get to the pediatrician, families can't get to their doctors, or they don't want to and don't trust. So we want to take health and wellness about breastfeeding and safe sleep directly to them. So we are setting up pop-ups in community centers, in churches, anywhere parents are, and we are directing them to those safer, safer sleep for babies channels where they can get downloadable information, watch videos, things like that. On birth candle, you can still get information on what we're doing in the communities. You can get bereavement support and you can certainly donate to us because we just rely on the donations from everybody who care about keeping babies alive to keep us going. So very excited about that. I love that, Allison. Okay, this has been such an informational, a little, a little bit of a he more heavy, one of my more heavy yeah. podcasts. So we're going to make it fun for the last minute with a fire round. So okay. for everyone to get to know you better, Allison, and the things that you're doing. All right. Awesome. It's easy. So first question is, what are you currently binging on TV? Oh my gosh, that's easy. Um, I am huge onto Madam Secretary. Okay, good one. What is the most recent book that you read? I am reading it right now, which is A Year by the Sea. It's about a woman who basically leaves her family and her kids and goes up to Cape Cod and lives on her own for a year in Cape Cod. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. I, I grew up going to the Cape in the summer. Um, all right. How about what is your best productivity app? Hmm. My best productivity app, I would have to say is, um, I don't know if it's an app, but Dropbox. It keeps Ooh. my life organized. That's a good one. And what is your go-to de-stressor? Oh God, yoga. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Allison, thank you so much. Can you tell everyone one more time the handles where they can find you and the website? Absolutely. Our new handles are safer sleep for babies on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also go to firstcandle.org, the website. Allison, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for having us.